Hi everyone, my name is Gabriella Martins. I'm a current master's student at UNL and I work with the Jackson Zims Research Group. Today I'll be talking to you about bacterial leaf streak or BLS. Um, we're out here today at the South Central Ag Lab outside of Clay Center. So bacterial leaf streak or BLS is a bacterial disease that affects corn. It affects dent corn, sweet corn, and popcorn. It was first confirmed in the United States in Nebraska in 2016. Since that initial confirmation in Nebraska, it's been found in 75 of the 93 Nebraska counties and has been confirmed in an additional eight states in the Midwest and Great Plains region. In the past few years, it's also been confirmed in two of the South American countries of Brazil and Argentina. Bacterial leaf streak is caused by the bacterial pathogen Xanthomonas vesicula pathovarvascularum, or XVV. XVV is a residue-borne pathogen, and it overwinters in the residue after a season where the previous crop is infected. Since it's a residue-borne disease, we usually see um, BLS start in the lower canopy, and then we see it move up in the canopy. However, our research has not shown that BLS is a systemic disease or XVV is not a systemic pathogen. So just because you have infection once in the lower canopy does not mean you're going to continue to see it gradually just grow, go up in the canopy. So it takes a wind event or a rain event to move it up the canopy. So wind moving raindrops and rain splash off of those lesions is what you'll see carry it up into the canopy. XVV bacteria can enter the plant through a variety of ways. Um, like other bacterial pathogens, it can affect via wounds, but our research has shown that that's not necessary for infection. So we have had infection without wounding. So it enters the plant in other ways as well. So this year has been a favorable year for BLS development, similar to the first years that we were seeing it in 2015 and 2016. So here in the plots where now you can see that the entire canopy has lesions and we're seeing new lesions developing even now in the upper canopy. So the previous two years were not nearly as favorable with weather conditions, but this year has been very favorable for BLS. Now that we're talking about symptoms, I'd like to switch gears and show the differences between bacterial leaf streak lesions and a disease that has similar symptoms, which is gray leaf spot. Next, I want to talk to you about the BLS lesions and how they are similar to another disease that's caused by a fungal pathogen, which is gray leaf spot. So these two diseases look very similar in the field and they are easily misdiagnosed for each other. So right here, I have gray leaf spot. And the way that you can tell this is gray leaf spot is it has smooth rectangular lesions in the intervenal spaces. So you see how it's a smooth, rectangle, smooth sides, that's gray leaf spot. Now when we compare that to bacterial leaf streak, they're also intervenal lesions, but they have irregular margins. So they're not smooth and rectangular like gray leaf spot. So here we have an example of both diseases on one leaf, so you can tell a side-by-side -side of the lesion differences. Below here we have an example of gray leaf spot with the smooth sides on the lesions in a rectangular lesion shape. Above that, we have BLS, where the margins are more irregular, but still long and linear in the intervenal space. Another one of the features that we see with both of these diseases can be haloing. With BLS, you'll always see a bright yellow halo behind the lesions. 
but with gray leaf spot, you may see a more of a pale yellow halo around the lesions, but this varies based on hybrids. So not all hybrids are going to show this on gray leaf spot, but some will. Next, I'd like to highlight some of the research that has been done at different universities on BLS and the pathogen XVB. Sylvina Arias at Iowa State University has recently published a study on seed transmission of XVB. In her research, she was able to have artificially inoculated seeds planted, and when they grew, the leaves had BLS symptoms. However, she was not able to get the same effect from naturally infected seeds that were planted. There's still a lot of room for research in this area. Seed transmission is a hot topic in BLS right now. The grad student before me here with the Jackson Zims research group was Tara Hartman. In Tara's research, she screened 54 species for susceptibility to bacterial leaf streak to serve as an alternative host. Of these plants, she did some in the greenhouse and some out in the field and identified symptomatic and asymptomatic hosts. Three of the symptomatic hosts were big blue stem, bristly foxtail, and yellow nut sedge. Asymptomatic hosts she identified are downy brome, tall fescue, and western wheatgrass. So of these symptom asymptomatic species, they did not show symptoms when she inoculated, but when she cut the leaves open, she was able to recover XVV bacteria from inside the leaf tissue. When we're diagnosing bacterial diseases under a microscope, when you cut a leaf open that has bacteria in it, it gushes out, which we refer to as bacterial streaming. So when Tara was looking at endophytic bacteria, that's the bacteria that's inside the leaf tissue. My research focuses on epiphytic bacteria, so that's bacteria on top of the leaf surface. So the work that I've been doing has been in the greenhouse and in the field, and I have been able to recover XVV bacteria from the leaf surface of asymptomatic plants. So they had been inoculated, but they were not showing symptoms, but I was still able to recover the bacteria that was surviving on the leaf surface. What I'm doing now is working with a project that's sponsored by Bayer Crop Science and our research group here at UNL works on, and it focuses on optimizing inoculation techniques to generate consistent disease symptoms so that we can have reliable ratings. This is important because the disease is still fairly new. So we are doing the work to get consistent disease and reliable ratings to help seed companies have ratings for their hybrids. So right now, if you opened up a seed catalog, you may not see a rating for BLS. Since the disease is new, we're trying to help with that. So in our experiments, we are testing two different inoculation methods. One is spraying the inoculum over the top of the leaves, and the other is spraying the inoculum directly into the whorl. We also had two inoculation timings. We inoculated at V9 and V12. And then additionally, we had multiple watering timings as a treatment as well. So we were keeping that leaf surface and that whorl wet to help aid in disease development. So the plots we're standing in right now are from that experiment. So you can see we have generated bacterial leaf streak in these plots and I take regular ratings out here now. So the, the ratings are ongoing and so this study is currently ongoing as well. Next, I'd like to talk about management. It's a question we get a lot with bacterial leaf streak being a newer disease. We get a lot of questions on how can I minimize it? How can I manage the disease in my field? 
Bacterial leaf streak, like many other residue-borne diseases or pathogens that are residue-borne, we want to talk about managing the amount of inoculum in the field. So that goes to the residue, managing the residue, and also managing alternative hosts. Crop rotation can be helpful to manage disease in residue-borne um, diseases, but having alternative hosts present, like we talked about earlier, can maybe reduce some of the benefits that you would get from crop rotation. So if you have some of those common grasses that we talked about outside of your fields or in waterways or on terraces, that might not, you might not see as many benefits from crop rotation if you have alternative hosts present as well. Going back to managing the residue, tillage is also a way that can help manage some of that residue that you have on the ground surface. That's not compatible for everybody's operation, but if reduced tillage is something that works for you, it's another way that you could attempt to manage the residue and the inoculum in your field. The best recommendation that we can make is to work with your seeds rep and place the best product in your field for your operation. So even though the disease is new, it has been around for a few years now, some hybrids show to be more susceptible and some just handle it better and your seed rep has been working with those hybrids so they'll be more familiar with that and can help you make an educated decision until we start to get ratings in the seed catalogs. So I wanna thank you for tuning in with me today to listen to me talk about bacterial leaf streak. If you have anything in your field that you need help identifying, you can send in a sample to the UNL Plant and Pest Diagnostic Clinic. And if you have any other further questions, you can reach out to Nebraska Extension and we'll be happy to help. Thank you.